and I'm going back home so also that goes into what I'm grateful for I'm really grateful for having things like having quite a lot of items that you know that I actually have to pack away to move so we really do take for granted like all of the things that we have and then we actually don't really realize how much stuff that we have until we have to pack every single thing and you're like why do I have how did I accumulate so much stuff? It's so crazy. But that's that's what I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for the the challenge of having to pack. Um but to be to be honest, like I'm such a I'm such a like a hoarder, like I have so much stuff. But I've done very, very well this time actually. And I'm so proud of myself that I didn't bring so much stuff and that I have like not a lot that I have to bring back if that makes sense um because yeah that's something that i used to i definitely overpack for every single thing so i was like nervous that i was gonna have like too many bags coming back home but we did well this time we did well but anyways that's what i'm grateful for so what are you grateful for for this day and there's so many things that you can be grateful for so take a minute to just think of one thing that you're grateful for one thing that you're happy that you have one thing that you have you don't have you know um so yeah that's what i'm grateful for for today this episode is part two of the whole um don't forget your past series quote-unquote series it's not really a series it's just the part two of it so last week or last the last episode we talked about how we shouldn't forget our past and why so if you want to hear more about that and you didn't listen to the first episode I would definitely recommend you listen to that one before we get into this one because now we're going to be just talking about how the past doesn't have a hold on us and like we're going to be talking about how like some of us most of us have had like difficult pasts and um we rather just leave them in the past you know we rather keep them in the dark we rather not think about them um so then what should we do now because I just said that we shouldn't forget our past but we have difficult past so are we supposed to continue remembering them and having to remind ourselves of what what we've been through so like where do we go from here so that's what this episode is about so let's just pray before we get into it and then hit the clock running from there so let's pray lord god i thank you for today i thank you for this episode in advance i thank you for what you're going to be doing in this episode in advance lord i pray for the listener who is listening lord i pray that you speak through me to them i pray that whatever you say to them is not my words but of your words lord i pray that you convict them and you show them who you are and i pray ultimately lord that you are glorified through this and that everything that you would want us to know that you allow us to hear 
Let our eyes be open to, to see you. Let our ears be open to receive you. And I pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, before we get into the actual episode, I just want to preference that dealing with past hurt and trauma is just not a one podcast fixed all type of situation that this usually and most likely will take months will take years to heal from like our past pain and our past trauma and our past hurts so i don't want you thinking that this is going to be a podcast that will give you like a step by step formula to get over it because to be honest i'm learning as much as you are so um i just wanted to show you what jesus says what jesus has revealed to me and what he's showing me and these truths that i daily daily walk through um again and again and again but like again this is not like a say these truths and all as well you know like god gifted people um the ability to be therapists to come up with medication etc etc so don't don't discourage those mediums and don't think that um just because i say the lord's truth over and over and over again is going to make everything better because sometimes it takes a little bit more but obviously we do need to first and foremost go to god first um but that doesn't necessarily mean that we should disregard um the other gifts that he has given us so the gift of going to the therapy or the gift of medication if that's so and that's what your doctor prescribes you you know don't don't think that you're not um you're not really listening to god or whatever because you have to um go with those mediums because god has gifted people the ability to come up with these kind of things so don't think that this is not um biblical this is ungodly to do this but anyways i just wanted to preference that before we started but number one when we get into this Let's get to the root of why we want to leave these things in the dark. So why do you want to leave your past, your this certain situation in the past? Are you scared? Are you fearful? Are you ashamed? Is it guilt? Like what are you ashamed of seeing? Um, or what are you afraid of facing? Because ultimately, like understanding why we want to keep this a secret is literally the key of letting it go. And letting go of the hold that it has on on you, on us, you know, because the root is what is keeping you captive. So what does the Bible say about this? So the Bible does touch about it a lot. So I'm just going to give one verse for each and part. So for fear, what does it say about fear? It says in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 17, that God doesn't give us a spirit of fear, but of love, power and sound mind. I love this verse so much. And there's actually a song called sound mind and it's so beautiful and it's a beautiful song that you should definitely listen to and just let it speak over you but he doesn't give us a spirit of fear the spirit of fear is not from god that is not a characteristic that god gives us but he gives us love power and sound mind a sound mind that is our inheritance inheritance that's what he gives us so scared what when i thought about this the first thing that came to mind was um the the story of hagar or hagar I don't want to pronounce it. Um, in the Old Testament, in Genesis. So this is the time of Abraham. Um, and basically Hagar was the um, um, Egyptian slave 
to Abraham and Sarah. Um, so she was basically like more of a helper for Sarah. And anyways, doo. what happened is that um, Sarah couldn't get pregnant. Um, so she was like, Hagar, can you sleep with Abraham? <laughs> get pregnant and have my baby. Because technically it would be my baby. But anyways, long story short, Sarah gets very angry at because she didn't listen to God. And she tried to do things her own way. And then... Sarah ended up in the wilderness so basically she's in the wilderness and she has a boy and she's like what on earth like what do I do how do I live etc etc and this is just so beautiful like God literally so what it says in is this is in Genesis chapter 16 and um God literally speaks to her and she finds that she is heard by God so she says in verse 13 she gave this name to the Lord who spoke to her you are the God who sees me. For she said, I have now seen the one who sees me. That is why the well, etc, etc. Um, so basically, Hagar has seen the one, seen God who sees her. So that, she was the first one to actually like, to give God that, not give God the character, the, the title, but like use the title in the Bible of a God who sees. So, the Lord sees you. Yes, you're scared, but the, we have a God who's a God of comfort, a God who sees you, a God who hears you. And you're not alone. You're not alone because he's walking right by you. What about guilt? It goes on to talk about in Romans chapter 8, how there's no guilt, there's no condemnation found in those who are found in Christ Jesus. Right? So if we go back to verse chapter 7, what it talks about in chapter seven it goes on to talk about um so i'm just finding the verse now um how we're released by the law and that we're bound to christ um but yes in romans chapter eight no verse seven um chapter seven it goes on and talks about how we were once a slave to the law but now because of christ jesus that we are free from it um i just really love the way that it like carries on because I feel like we also take a lot of verses and we just use like the first the the verse, even though we don't go back and see what previously it was talking about to get more of an understanding of what um it goes on to talk about. Because often in the Bible it's like therefore or it's like um it shows that it continues on or it's like and if and we know so but we forget to actually go back and see what the context of it was talking about previously in the previous chapter, which is so important for us to understand context and to understand what um, the specific verse is actually genuinely talking about. So in chapter seven, it's just going on to talk about how we are, like I said, um, no longer slaves to um, how we're no longer bounded by the law. So we're released from the law. And um, in chapter seven, you know, what Paul is talking about is how sometimes like we often want to go and do what is good, but we don't do what is good, but we do what we don't want to do. So in verse in verse 19, he says, for I do not for I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do this. I keep on doing Like this is a constant battle that we constantly face because we are living in a sinful world. 
we want to we want to live a life for Christ. We want to do and um, we want to live a good life. We want to continue to obey him. We want to be constant constantly in our in the word reading. We can't we do want to want to worship God. We want to have that love for him every single day. But we don't. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we want to we want to be doing these things, but we don't. You know, as it says, um, for I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do. And we continue to do the things that we know we shouldn't be doing, but we don't do the things that we want to be doing. And um, and he goes on to now if I do not do, but now if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it. It's no, <laughs> it is no longer I who do it, but it is the sin living in me that does it. <laughs> it's it's actually kind of confusing to read but um in verse 7 in verse 15 he goes on to say as well i do not understand what i do for what i do what i want to do i do not do but what i hate i do and if i do what i do not want to do i agree that the law is good so he's saying he does what he he doesn't do what he wants to do but he does what he doesn't want to do you know <laughs> it's such a tongue twister but it's actually so good though and that's how it goes on to say in verse in verse in chapter 8 verse 1 therefore there is no condemnation for those who are found in christ jesus because through christ jesus the law of the spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death therefore because of all of this what we just talked about there's no condemnation found in those who are in Christ Jesus because God Jesus knows our struggle. He knows the battle that we're going through. Our battle is not with flesh and blood, but it's a spiritual warfare. He knows that. And there's no condemnation found in that. We do not have any guilt. He does not give he does not put any guilt on us. So if you're if you have a feeling of guilt, if you have that the guilt um, overflowing on you that's not from god because god does not give us the fear the the spirit of guilt because there's no guilt guilt found in those who in christ jesus and that is biblical so our mind tells us that we should be afraid that we should be ashamed that we should be fearful we should feel guilt we should be embarrassed but god tells us that we are loved god tells you that you are loved that you are cared for it and that he sees you. He sees you within your mistakes. He sees you within your wrongdoings. He sees you within your mess ups. And still. He chooses you. He chooses to love you. Your past has no hold on you. There was this quote that I was reading from the Bible app and um, one of the, the the plans that I was doing. And it goes on to say, you can see why we say that a spiritual tug of war accompanies our homecoming. We have one set of convictions about ourselves and God has another. We look at our past filled with failure and shame and he looks at who we are with love and compassion. And that is how God sees you. Number two, what defines you? What is it that is what is it that you are allowing to define you? Don't let the past mistakes and the failures define you. 
because that's the voice of shame that's the voice of shame guilt and fear because you are not what you you have done and you are not what you will do you are not what you've been through and you are not what has been done to you you are who God says you are you are his child you are chosen you are predestined for his love you are loved you are cared for it and he loves you he loves you so much because it says in the bible that godly sorrow leads to repentance and worldly sorrow leads to death so like obviously we're going to be once we come to jesus we're going to be um ashamed of what we've done um we're ashamed of that song how deep the father's love for us this is one of the lyrics is like ashamed i hear my mocking voice cry out among the scoffers we're ashamed of um like beating down jesus we're ashamed of the fact that we've lived a life and it wasn't um, pleasing to him that we um constantly are not living the life that he that that we sin that we make mistakes that we we constantly are running after things that will never satisfy us that's what we constantly do and we have this shame we have this guilt um on us on ourselves and we're like like why would you ever love me why would you ever choose me and god is literally standing at the door waiting for you he's waiting for you and as you're walking to him he's running to you he's running chasing after you and that's what he's doing for you and he tells us that he loves us and he chooses us and he wants us to come to him that's all he asks us to do to come to him we can accept him with our arms wide open the devil the devil doesn't want you to accept the love that he has for you why would he huh like why would the devil want that the devil wants you far away from god and his good love and his goodness and his mercy and his forgiveness and his graciousness he doesn't want that for you the devil wants you to stay in your sin he wants you to wallow in it he wants he doesn't want you to call out to god god is calling out to you god is what defines you and what god call and who god says that you are is so much more important than what the world tells you you are how god defines you is so much more important than how the world will ever ever define you because you are more than your past god sees you and he hears you and he still chooses you and he wants you to take the crown of all of the things that he calls you to be and number three the past carries with you now we've all heard the um the saying about how um whatever what doesn't kill you makes you stronger like we are the products of our past we are who we are because of what we've been through and what we've suffered and what we've gone through what people have said about us and what we've heard people say about us that's that's what shapes us to be who we are today right like even in John chapter 20 and um, this is after Jesus has risen from the dead he comes to the disciples and he's like look look at my hands look at my side look at my feet and he shows them his scars he's like come touch come touch look like a ghost a ghost cannot um have flesh 
Like I am, I am him. I am Jesus. I am the one who was on the cross for you, who died and rose again. And I stand before you right now. Come and look at my hands. Look at my side. Look where they pierced me. Look at my feet. Look at the holes. This is living proof of what he's just been through. So we will have scars. We will have wounds of our past. You know, what you go through defines you more than you realize. And it will carry with you. But remember, so what happens is that we are a new creation. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone and the new is here. Um, so it's basically talking about, that that chapter is talking about how we are a new creation. We are made new in Christ Jesus. We are no longer who we were, but we are who um god calls us to be now we are no longer defined by our past because jesus has died for that all he died for all of us so that we no longer have to be um have that title of what we bring to anymore so he got something to say after i just said like we're a new creation the old is past the new has come we are now christ's ambassadors that's who we are now that's a new title he's given us a new title Verse 21, it goes on to say, God made him who has no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might be, become the righteousness of God. In him, in Jesus, we will become the righteousness of God. We're becoming more holy. We're becoming more like Jesus because he's renewing us day by day to become more like him. And that is who we are now. We are not the past. We are not our failures. We're not our mistakes. But we are a child of God. We are. We have the inheritance of a king. We are chosen. We are anointed. We are holy because of what Jesus has done for us. So if you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that is who he calls you to be. That is who he calls you to be. You're no longer defined by your past. You're no longer a slave to your past. You're no longer what you have been through and you've gone through, but you are a child of God. And that is who you are. So we need to start carrying that with confidence and pride. And we need to know that it will never fade because what God says is truth. What does Jesus say? He says that he is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the way and the truth and the life. So therefore, whatever is true, it will never become a lie because it's true so if whatever god says is true then this what he calls you who he calls you to be is true and it's never ending it's never changing and that is something you can be so certain on so certain in the world that we live in and all of the changes and all of the uncertainties truth is one thing that we can be certain on because it never changes and that is exactly who God calls you to be. So your past has no hold on you. Because once you become, once you come to know Christ as your Lord and Savior, He removes all of that and He makes you new. He gives you a new name. He gives you a new identity. And you are no longer defined by your past, but you are defined by Him. Who He calls you to be, who He has chosen you to be, and every single thing that he has listed you as, that is who you are. So the, that's why the past has no hold on you. So once we realize of what, why are we scared of keeping things in the dark? 
then realizing that how we're allowing it to define us and then figuring out how God has taken that away and he gives us a new identity and clothes us with righteousness and freedom, we can walk in that. We can walk with that with our hand, head held high, with our hands up in the freedom of it and no longer have to be bounded by the shackles that the shame and the guilt that our past has on us anymore. Yes, our past will carry with us because like I said, we shouldn't forget our past. We should continue to walk in it um, to show the goodness of God. And yes, it'll take us time to um, to to be um, to allow ourselves, our own body, our own mind to grieve from that and to um, not allow it to have so much more of an impact in our lives as it used to. But we know by truth, even though we don't feel it all the time, even though we might not feel it until years to come, we know that we are made new. We are made new. We are new creations in Christ. And he gives us a new identity that we can hold on tight because we know that it is truth and it will never end and it will never fade away. So friends, I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. I pray that the Lord really spoke, really was able to speak into that um, specific situation that he's been trying to pull at you. Um, and I pray that you listen. I pray that you listen to what he's saying and that you take it with both of your hands and try work through it with him and with the people around you, with your um, community and support system. And ultimately, like we stop letting our past control us and, and we walk in the goodness and the freedom that Christ has given us because amen to that. Like we should be fully walking in this freedom because this is what he gives us. Let's live the life that he's called us to live. So with that being said, I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. And if you have any time, please do leave a review and rating on any of the podcast platforms that you're listening to. And if you have any um, requests or questions or anything like that, you can definitely reach out on my Instagram or my email. All of them are linked down in the show notes below. And yeah. Thank you for listening. Bye, friends.